Hey guys, welcome back to another, another amazing episode. I'm your co-host. I'm actually your host, not your co-host. I'm your host, and you're tuning in to Real Talk with Angela Bless. Uh, I'm going to try to zoom past it because I'm literally on the porch because I've been in the house all day, but I hear thunder. Not lightning, but thunder. But please, God, cease the lightning and thunder till I get finished. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to talk clearly so you can hear me and not try to speak through things. Um, but our topic today is don't talk, don't trust, and don't feel. Um, you're going to get you some pointers about that. So um, in the news today, I usually don't like doing the news. I'll post it on my our pages and so forth. So, um, But cornerback Jeff Gladney, if I'm saying his name right, he's from the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and his fe- and the female passenger that was in the car with him um, died on Monday, Monday early morning, around 2-ish, 3-ish in the morning. Um, I don't know what triggered to the accident, but major prayer, uh, prayers going out to the young guy and the lady that was in the car with him. Um, my prayers out to you and your family. This is like, this is sad, really sad, guys. Um, we don't know all the details or whatever, so I don't want to assume or put it out there unless I know the details and I got things to confirm it. Because again, like I said, I know how the media can be in, in my, um, Another thing, we continue to pray for others in uh, during their walk through mental illness, which is a, uh, a nasty, demonic, present disease that in plague. It don't matter what your background is, your ethic, your color is. It's just it's sad. So big prayers going up to um, Master P and his family. He lost his daughter over mental uh, mental illness. He said and uh, substance abuse definitely uh, prayers for him and his family because they had to, they deal with a lot everybody deal with a lot when it's when someone does decide to take their lives and in, um, into their own hands so I'm just going to, just going to read a small article um, for what Master P um, said I gotta stop saying oh, I'm a lot mm, I need to go back to oh see hear me so Master P is mourning the loss of his daughter Tatiana Miller who was 29 years old and he croaked, our family is dealing with the overwhelming grief of the loss of my daughter, Tatiana. The 55-year-old rapper, born Percy Robert Miller, wrote in an Instagram post on Sunday alongside of a photo of his of an angel. We respectfully request some privacy so that our family can grieve, he added. We appreciate all the prayers and love and support. Mental illness and substance abuse is a real issue that we can't be afraid to talk about. With God, we will get through this. And he put hashtag Emily. And it is true because, you know, and like, I, you know, you often hear me talk about the issues of life that I went through in life. My my choice of um, poison was alcohol. You know, I used to drink it straight out the bottle, no chaser, just to numb the pain. And it's crazy because, you know, when I go through issues of life now, I have to face them. Does the urge ever come up for me to drink? Heck yeah, man. And y'all hear me say this all the last six months, what I've been going through. Oh my God, I wanted to drink. So I'm, I'm being honest. I wanted to drink so bad, but I refused to go back to where I came from. You understand where I came from? Because I, I came a mighty long way, mighty long way. It doesn't mean I, you know, I, you know, I have my moments and so forth, you know, but I thank God for literally helping me get through these moments and times. You know, I made different. Uh, fight and argue with God what God said about myself 
But I really, you know, honestly, in a serious note, I appreciate God for giving me through these tough times. Titano's brother, Romeo Miller, also took to social media to pen a touching post announcing the news. Our family is dealing with the overwhelming grief of loss of my little sister, Titiana, he shared on Instagram. We appreciate all the prayers, love, support, and although this is a sad times, I'm forever grateful for the memories I did have with my amazing sister. Love on your loved ones. Life is short. Romeo 32 added the silver lining. I know she's in a way better place and found it at peace and free. God bless. And it's crazy because sometimes they just feel like that's the that's the way out. That's the only way out. That's the only peace they can get. get. You know, and I'm talking from experience. And I'm not saying this because someone told me. But a lot of the stuff I do tell you guys is from experience. And I know you guys are like, oh, my God, you have so many experiences. Yes, I... I I can count on no neither one hand. I went through so much stuff that I can. It's just I thank God. I'm just a walking testimony that I'm able to help someone else out with what I went through. And my testimony is not set for a price. I deliberately tell it for free. You know, saying I say for free. Then it sound like I'm selling. But when I say it for free, I I I love just telling my story, what I went through, not being ashamed of where I came from and so forth. So. Let's get on before these mosquitoes stop biting on me, guys. Yes, they're biting on me. So the reason why I I was reading an article from uh it's called The Functional Family. And for some reason, I don't know what came through me. And I'm like, oh my god, I you know, I don't know how many people have heard this as a child. Don't talk, don't trust, and don't feel. And you hear that all things, especially in dysfunctional families and dysfunctional families in most cases, in most cases, not all cases. If you grew up in a family with uh, chemical dependent, dependent, mentally ill or abusive parent, you know how hard it is. And you know that everyone in the family is affected. Over time, the family begins to revolve around maintaining the status quo of dysfunctional. Family rules and roles develop to dysfunctional families that help maintain the dysfunctional family system and allows the addicted to keep using or the abuser to keep. I'm sorry, guys. They, the mosquitoes out here. Let me allow the abuser to keep abusing. Understanding this, some of the family rules, uh, the functional families can help us to break the free these patterns and rebuild our self-esteem and from healthier relationships. Basically. When it comes down to the functional family, it's just generation. It's basically, most cases, generation, which is, if it's bad or good, it's generation curse passed down, passed down, just passed down for different generations. You could be in a stronghold, in a stronghold for 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years, and we never know until we have to sit down and deal with the things that we write down that goes on in our life, which is, it don't add up or don't line up with God. You know, um, like I said, I, I was an alcoholic for a long time. I started drinking maybe as young as 14, as I can remember back, I because that was my scapegoat. After track, I didn't have anything else. I started drinking. So my dad was an alcoholic, you know what I'm saying? I didn't renew that till later on in my life, but I drunk because I didn't want to, I wanted to numb the pain that I went through in life. And so I thought it was normal until the light shine on me and I had to realize it's not normal. It's not normal to drink. You know, even through my uh, molestation and stuff that I went through in life, I was told, you know, don't talk about it. Keep your mouth closed. You know what I'm saying? And with the trust thing, I didn't hear don't trust anyone until I got a little older when it comes to don't trust. But I, I, was, I am familiar with don't talk and don't feel. 
You know, I hear that a lot of time in actually in the male house and when it comes to male, any type of male, you're not supposed to feel, you're only supposed to provide, protect, and provide, protect, and what's the other word I forgot? But no, they're allowed to feel, they're allowed to talk, they're allowed to show emotion, they're allowed to cry and so forth. So I don't want to keep you guys long because I don't want this brain to catch me up. A devotional family rule, um, don't talk. We don't talk about our family problems to each other or to the outsiders. This rule is the foundation of the family's uh, denial, um, denial of abuse, addiction, illness, etc. The message is, act like everything is fine and make sure everyone else thinks we're a perfectly normal family. And you see that all the time around social media, too. I know we're talking about our youth and so forth. You see that in social media all the time, too. Or people, are, you don't see anything. They, they don't post anything mean or angry or they're going through issues in life because they don't want anyone to, to think less of them. But you always see people always happy and so forth and so forth. And so, uh, and, and so on. So I know one day I had wanted to post about what I was going through because I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. But if I wrote it on social media, maybe someone would come and to my aid or even pray for me. But I kind of, I kind of drew back from that because I didn't want to feel like I was having a weak moment, which that was a lie from the enemy, and I still should have wrote on there because I did see one another one of my sisters from Christ. She wrote on there basically the same thing basically she was going through. I had to get, give my weapon away because I didn't want to focus on if I get this, what would a what type of harm would I um, contribute to myself, you know? And I, it's probably the first time anyone ever heard of this. Yeah, I go through things. This is strengthening confusion for children who sense that something is wrong, but no one acknowledged it, what it is. So children often conclude that they are the problem. Sometimes they are blamed outright, and other times they um, they sense that something must be wrong with them because no one is allowed to talk about the dysfunctional. The family is plagued with secrets and shame. Children, in particular, feel alone, hopeless, and imagine no one else can, is going through what they're experiencing. And that is true. Don't talk rule ensures that no one acknowledges the real family problem and when no uh and when the root of the family problems is denial is denied, it can never be solved. Healthy and healing aren't possible within that this mindset. And that's why I do what I do when I go out and talk to the youth and to the uh, community or to the school to allow them to know, look, hey, you're not alone. This happened to me too. It may not seem like this hap- this did happen to me, but it did in, in life, you know. You're not you're not alone, you know. And I love them when I go talk to them and, and I'm straight up honest with them. It's just their face, just it's the attention they give when God allowed me to step into the room and talk to them and be honest with them and just pull just put put everything on the line what I went through in life. Don't trust. Should it depend on their parents or caregivers to keep them safe? But when you grow up in a dysfunctional family, you don't experience your parents and the world as safe, nurturing, and without a basic sense of safety. Children feel anxious and having difficult trust. And I put that in my book. I said that the man that was supposed to meant to protect me, they abused me. And I felt alone. I felt I had no one to trust. I couldn't trust anyone because everyone, every especially when it comes down to man role models, they... They did what they did when it comes down to hurting me or telling me it's going to be okay I'm there, but they actually had other plans in mind, which is sad. Children do not develop a sense of trust and security in their functional families because their caregivers are inconsistent or undependable. 
They are neglectful, emotional absent, break promises, and don't fulfill their responsibilities. In addiction, some dysfunctional parents expose their children to dangerous people and situations, fail to protect them from abuse. As a result, children learn that they can't trust others, even their parents, to meet their needs and keep them safe. The most fundamental form of trust of a child. Difficulty trusting others stands outside the family as well. In addition to that, to the don't talk mandate and don't trust rules keeps the family isolated and uh, the fear that if you ask for help, something bad will happen. Mom and dad will go get a divorce. Dad will go to jail. You'll end up in foster care. Despite how scary and painful home life is, the devil, the devil you know, You've learned how to survive through the disruptive and family by taking, talking to the teacher or counselor might make it worse. So don't trust anyone. And that's what they're saying. And, and, and that duplex, stop telling them lies. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just a child. That couldn't happen to you. You're, you're, you're making up stuff. You know, those are the things that we hear over and over again as children, even as youth. And we don't want to feel the blame, self Guilt, and that's what we take on self, the student of self guilt, because we thought it was our fault for our fault because someone else contributed to the problem or did the problem or did the crime, whatever you want to call it. It's sad, and all this doing is bringing about remembrance, not because I'm sad, but me to acknowledge what was going on in my life. Uh, don't feel uh, repressing painful and confusing emotions is is a coping strategy strategy used by everyone in the functional family. Children in the functional families witness their parents numbing their feelings with alcohol, drugs, food, and pornography, and technology. Rarely are feelings expressed and dealt with in a healthy way. Children may also witness scary, scary episodes of rage. Sometimes anger is the only emotion they see their parents express. Children quick, quickly learn that trying to express their feelings will, will, will add best lead to being ignored and at worst lead to violence blame and shame so children also learn to repress their feelings numb themselves and try to distract themselves from pain and story of my life this is a true statement well i think i'm going to talk about this if when i go back and start mentoring to the youth again because it's summertime we're going to talk about shame shame is in the functional family it's the feeling you have when you think there's something wrong with you that you're inter uh, interfering or unworthy. Shame is a result of family secrets and denial and being told you're bad and deserve to be hurt or neglect. Children in dysfunctional families often blame themselves for their parents' uh, inconsistencies. Did I say that right? I'm saying it right. Or for being mistreated or ignored. It's my fault. It's the easiest way for their, their young brains can make sense of confusing and scary situations. As adults, part of healing from a dysfunctional family is unwinding the feeling of shame and recognize that our parents' shortcomings were not our fault and don't mean we're inadequate uh, or unworthy. Amazing thing. Amazing. Healing. We're going to talk about healing real quick. Because guys, I don't want to keep you all healing. Also means moving beyond the rules that um, govern dysfunctional family dynamics. Dynamics. You can replace don't talk, don't trust, don't feel with a new set of guidelines in your adult relationship. Talk about your feelings and experiences. 
You can break down shame, isolation, and loneliness and build more connected relationships when you share your thoughts and feelings with trustworthy people. Acknowledging and talking about your problems is the opposite of staying in denial. It opens the door to solutions and healing. Talk about it. Open your mouth. Pray about it. Ask God who he wants you to talk to or who do he wants you to open up to. You know, you can't open up to everybody because sometimes people do take what you go through in life or what you say and run with it and, or talk about your dirty laundry or skeletons in, their, in your closet. And they got just as many skeletons in their closet about to bust the door open. But anyway, trust others and set appropriate boundaries. Trust can be a scary thing, especially when people have let you let you down in the past. It makes time to learn to trust yourself and on who is trustworthy, who, who isn't. Trust is an important comp- comp- compound of healthy relationships along with help- healthy boundaries and ensure that you're being treated with respect and your needs are met. Uh, feel or your feelings. You, you, you're supposed to have feelings. You're supposed to release that negative toxin, that angry rage. You got to release that. And breathe in. And it's in- inhale, exhale. It's important. You are allowed to have all of your feelings. It would take practice to get back in touch with your feelings and realize you're about their value. But you can you can start by asking yourself how you feel and telling yourself that your feelings matter. You no longer have to be limited to feeling shame, fear, and sadness. You also don't need anyone else to validate your feelings. There are not there are no right or wrong feelings or good or bad feelings for now. Just let your feelings exist. You hear me? Just let your feelings exist. Do talk about it. Start trusting people and do feel. You know, break those generation curses that, you know, that's been in your family for generation and generation. A lot of y'all need to stop taking those jewelry and other stuff that's been handed down for generation and generation because a lot of that stuff is, it, what, what comes with it, you don't want it. Sometimes it's curses behind that. It's spells behind those things. It's what that person went through behind that thing, those things, and held on to those things. We got to break these generation curses. But, man, guys, I know you guys see in this world what's going on. You see these people, these youth. I just watched something on social media today in Atlanta. These teenagers just snatched somebody's phone out of their hands because they wanted it. And, this, and as a community, they, they gather together, try to get the phone back, and they're cussing this lady out, and little boy, jit pulled out a gun you know you can tell he don't know how to use it he was nervous because they took off running you're gonna jeopardize your life for an iphone 13 and you're gonna be in the bed with bubble or somebody in prison they don't want to go to prison as a matter of fact we need to do an episode about prison by someone telling them the truth about prison seriously because they feel like you know they don't care you don't care when you get behind those doors when those iron doors slam and you can't do what you want to do or eat what you want to eat or talk to who you want to talk to or go where you want to go at, it matters. 80% of those people that's in prison right now are either innocent, wish they hadn't did it, did it, and want to take it back, the same thing. You know, and a, a few percent don't even care. They glad they there. They got a home, somewhere to live at. But don't you end up like that. Be a better be a better you than you were yesterday. Don't blame your parents what because what they put you through. You have a chance to make it a, a, a major impact in this world. You have nothing to prove to this world, but you have everything to prove to yourself that you can do it and you will do it. Thank you for your speed. 
and think before you do things. And stop the drinking and driving, guys, and women. No more drinking and driving. If you're that intoxicated, get the keys to somebody else. I tell my kids all the time, they're, they're adults. You're going out. You're not getting in a car with your friend if they're drinking and driving. Drunk. Don't you get behind the wheels if you're drunk. You got to call an Uber or something. Or you got to Uber um, to, to where you're going at. Or just don't go. You guys are love. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support with my podcast. Um, I'm sorry it's a little bit late. Sorry, 703. But I definitely appreciate you guys. Continue to support me. Share my podcast. You know, I speak healing over everybody's life. I, I speak peace for the ones that's dealing with a loss of a loved one. I speak peace over your life. And just continue to be who you God has called you to be. The weapons form against you should prosper. Continue to do all you can do. Break those generation curse. Dig up the root of whatever you went through in life. You can talk. You can trust. You can feel. You can. And I said, and I approve this message. I love you guys. Now be blessed. Go out and do something productive in your life. Have an amazing summer. See you guys Thursday.